Hi, welcome to Tower Pod from St Mary's Marston Mortain in Lindington. A weekly gospel message with a thoughtful sermon. Enjoy. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. So now, God called a meeting of his angels and archangels. I have decided that my son Jesus will be born tonight as a human child in a stable in Bethlehem. He announced, as he pointed, to a carefully highlighted red pin icon on a Google map of Judea. Did he say stable? asked one of the angels. Yes, but I'm sure he meant palace, said another. Make sure there's plenty of hay for the manger and clean strips of cloth handy for Mary, his mother, to wrap him in, God continued. The angels ruffled their feathers in disbelief, and they were deeply concerned. There must be some mistake. Surely God doesn't mean tonight. There's far too much to arrange. The angelic choirs will need more time to rehearse, and there's so much to organize and plan before the whole world can celebrate such a unique and joyful event properly. And as for the idea of setting all this in a smelly old stable, and so great debates were had about God's low-key plans among the ranks of angels. To put an end to all this squabbling, the angel Gabriel, one of God's favorite messengers, decided to check out God's plan and get some answers from the boss himself. God smiled and he listened patiently as Gabriel carefully explained the angel's concerns that perhaps a palace would be more appropriate for the birth of his beloved son than a stable 
with hay. And how they would need more time to arrange suitably important visitors to welcome this very special child into the world. Because an ox and an ass were all that were available at such short notice. And then there was a problem of God stopped Gabriel before he could go any further. My son will be born in humility to serve the world in humility, he said. Do not worry, Gabriel. His glory and power will be revealed in good time and according to my carefully prepared plan. Now Gabriel knew that although he seldom understood God's plans for the world and the people that he loved above all else, they always seemed to work out just fine. So Gabriel returned to the host of angels and explained everything the Almighty had told him. Now God was so touched by the concern of Gabriel and the other angels that he was persuaded to make one final adjustment to his perfect plan. And so it came about that Gabriel and his fellow angels were allowed to announce their news of great joy to an unsuspecting group of shepherds on the hillside, the only available audience at that time of night, and despite a serious lack of rehearsal time, to wow them with their enthusiastic and heavenly tunes as together they sang Glory to God in the highest and peace to all people on earth. Well, it's, it's a fun story of how it came to be, isn't it? Although I don't think the shepherd's bit was last minute, it was the plan all along for the news to go first to the poor and the low, the powerless, the shepherds, and not kings. We sing carols at Christmas, <clears throat> maybe something like O Little Town of Bethlehem, don't we? And we can't but be mindful of the horror of war in Gaza and Israel, reports of genocide and innocent babies being killed. We're aware, perhaps more than ever this year, that we live in a disturbing and broken world. And yet, actually, it was into this same situation that Jesus was born. This very coming Thursday, the church calendar remembers those who we call the Holy Innocents. King Herod wanted to get rid of Jesus, and when he realized that the Magi had tricked him and gone off without returning to see him and left the country, he had all the little ones under two killed in and around Bethlehem. I've been thinking recently, it's, it's a big thing when I think, and I've been thinking recently that it might make more sense if we woke up, as it were, and realized that we're living in what you might call the underworld. Now, in ancient legends, the underworld is that place under the earth where people go when they die, a place of shadows. Socrates told a story of people chained in a cave, watching shadows cast on the cave wall from a light behind them. Now, these people assumed that the shadows that they could see with their own eyes were the real world, and they knew nothing of the unseen world behind them. Is that our situation, knowing nothing of the unseen spiritual world, a world more real than ours? C.S. Lewis of Narnia fame wrote in his book, The Great Divorce, about the grass in heaven 
being sharp and hard. Whereas the people coming from earth were transparent and ghostly, they thought of their world as the real one, the one with substance, while they thought of heaven as the less substantial spiritual world. They learned, or those with eyes to see did, that they had it backwards. Heaven is the land of substance. Earth is the land of shadow, the underworld. So you may wonder, where is Andrew going with this? The ancient truth is that the Garden of Eden was our true home. And we were banished from it after the sin of Adam and Eve. We're exiled now in an underworld. And we're still constantly searching to find the Eden that we lost. St. Augustine said, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Now for carols by candlelight last Sunday, a mum and a newborn baby were there too, sitting with us along in the seats back there. And while we sang, O Holy Night, she came forward and sat down here. At some level, we all realized in that moment that baby Leonard was the most important and precious thing among us because he was tiny, he was vulnerable, totally dependent on his mum, Sarah. And then he began to breastfeed. And in that moment, I, like many, was moved and realized that the baby had, like Jesus, come among us at first unseen and then revealed as a real baby feeding from his mother, Mary. The word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. God has spoken into our dark Gaza-Israel world, our underworld. And as it was read, by a son whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And Jesus made purification for sins when he broke the evil spell of banishment on the cross and died to redeem us from its power. Eden lost. Then he rose from the dead. His rule and reign were released into the world. The kingdom of God came near, as near as our hearts. Eden restored a new Eden for us which will one day become heaven. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. How would you know if you were born again as a child of God? A monk asked his students how they could tell when the dawn had come 
and morning prayers could be said. One student said, when you can see the sheep on the hill. Another said, you can tell the dawns come when a person is able to see the difference between a fig tree and a grapevine. No, said the wise monk. It's dawn when you can look into the faces of human beings and you have enough light within you to recognize them as your sisters and brothers. That kind of light, that seeing, that vision, only comes from having the light of Jesus within you. May I invite you and myself at this special time to receive him in a new way, or maybe for the first time even. We are invited to believe in him, to belong to him, belonging. In his kingdom of heaven, our rightful Eden won for us by Jesus Christ, the saviour of the world its Redeemer. As the carol goes, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Amen. Thanks for listening to Tower Pod. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like it, please subscribe and share with a friend. Have a good week and see you next time. God bless.